edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be previewing week 13 of the fantasy season. We've got big questions, starters, sit, and booms and busts on the show today. And it's going to be a lot of fun on this show because this is the last week before the fantasy playoffs begin. And Chris and I, we're on the brink. We're fighting to make the playoffs. Yeah, and, it's uh, going to be really close, guys. I mean, it, it's we are both in, like, Winner, I mean, Calvin and I both have to win, basically, to make the playoffs. I mean, or we, we have to win to make the playoffs. That's the only way, right? Yeah, I mean, we have to. For me, I've got to win. I've got to uh, get within 42 points scoring of one team. I mean, there's a couple of things, scenarios where it could change. But basically, I've got to win and have one team lose. Like, because the other two, there's other two other scenarios that are pretty unlikely that could go into it. But basically, I have to win and have one other team lose. Chris has to win and have, like, 50,000 teams lose and get points hey, and stuff. And no, here's what I need to happen. Breaker. Here's what I need to happen. I need Calvin to lose. Sorry, Calvin. No, I'm not. And then I need... No, you said we could both make the playoffs. Know, Calvin, that same game that you're talking about that you need that one team to lose, I need them to lose also. So, yeah. And you need to win. Yeah, and I need to win. Or if I won, you would need one team to lose against a 3-9 and nine team, which isn't likely. Yeah, so if, if Calvin wins, I'm basically out, I would say. Ah, so I'm going to win! All right, so hopefully we right, can but Calvin, let's it. look at the final standings projections now. Even though that's I not a very accurate nine. measure. Don't base your yes, team yeah. off of that, but it's kind of fun. I think... Projected for... Wait, how can I be projected for ninth? That doesn't even make any sense. Like... Let's go. I'm projected for sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my gosh. I'm seeing this on Twitter. We're recording this after the Wednesday game where the uh, Steelers beat the Ravens 1914. <laughs> Jero yeah. and the Landsharks at J Landsharks tweeted, um, fire up the debate. Who is the better pure passer? Trace McSorley, Lamar Jackson. I'm voting Trace McSorley for the memes. 64.3% say Trace McSorley. <laughs> Yes, Trace McSorley is just insane. Calvin, you know what they should do? Mm-hmm. They should put a... Uh, Lamar Jackson at running back and Trace McSorley at quarterback. <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad for a running back. Imagine saying not bad for a running back, and then two years later, you actually become a running back. Actually, one year later. <laughs> that feels like so long ago. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's move on to big questions. Big questions. All right, big question number one. Are Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes an all-time fantasy duo? Tyreek Hill, well, he finished his wide receiver one in 2018, that was with Mahomes not playing, though. But, I mean, last year he did really well when he was in. And this year he's been ridiculous. Like, I mean, yeah, Tyreek Hill, when he has big games, he has big games. And I don't think they're an all-time fantasy duo yet, but I think they will be soon, and um, unless something happens. Yeah, uh, I think they are an all-time fantasy duo right now, Calvin. Have you been seeing the season that uh, whatever his name is, Tyreek Hill has been having? I don't know why I blank on his name, but uh, Patrick Mahomes is just an incredible quarterback. When these two are healthy, I mean, which they pretty much always are, this is an all-time duo right here. I mean, like Randy Moss level. Yeah, like Randy Moss. Whoa, Brady. I guess that makes sense. It, I think it. I think it could be. I don't know if it's ready to anoint that just yet. I'm ready to anoint that. I think they are. I mean, this season proved it for me. Bold take. All right. Anyway, and that that game kind of just sealed the deal. I think. Yeah, I guess it. It's. I wouldn't say it sealed the deal, but it sort of opened the door for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, actually, no. Well, it sort of was in between opening the door and stealing the deal. Or stealing the deal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's 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 gonna be fun to watch these guys. We can both agree on that going forward. Yeah, it will be. Second question. Why is Le'Veon Bell not getting any carries? I mean, the the obvious answer is because he's not as good as Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But I, surprising. I but true. why would they have signed him though to just be a change of pace guy? I don't understand. Like Darryl Yeah, Williams it doesn't make fine. much sense right now. And I I mean Le'Veon Bell is almost yeah, I think you can Washed. I wouldn't I mean you can drop him. Don't be all afraid fantasy? to drop yeah, him. For sure. If you don't need him, don't be thinking that he's all of a sudden gonna show up because if he was, it would have happened by now. It's just Really weird. For some reason, the Chiefs just don't seem interested in using him that much. They obviously like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and we're not saying that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a bad back. He's a very solid back. He didn't do what a lot of fantasy uh, owners expected him to do, I can say. I know a lot of people expected him to be some insane guy, but, uh, I mean, he's he's a really good back, and it's not – we're not saying, like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is bad. It's just I feel like Le'Veon Bell is a very good guy, and he's just not – getting the playing time that I think he deserves. They haven't really given him his opportunity either. I'd like to see one game where they go out and give him the majority of the carries and see what he can do. But, uh, I mean, you know, it'll be interesting next year, I think, if Le'Veon stays with the Chiefs to see how that plays out. But uh, I think Clyde Ozilaire is the future for them. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely the future. I don't think Le'Veon Bell resigns with this team after this year. Yeah. Um, Question three, what is Deshaun Watson's fantasy value with Will Fuller out? I would say it's still, uh, I mean, ever since Bill O'Brien got fired, he's just been so good. That's got to be like a solid QB1, like around five, maybe, I, th- I would say. Maybe yeah, I'd four. agree. His or maybe even probably and, like a solid and, like three to five or something. I don't know. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit in the waiver show, too. Uh, Brandon Cooks is going to be a really nice uh, play, too, I think, in fantasy. So, I mean, that's not really the question. But definitely go ahead and start Brandon Cooks. But uh, I think that just because they do have some backups, Randall Cobb has been playing pretty well. They have some guys that I think can fill in. I don't think that there's going to be too much of an impact on Josh or Deshaun Watson. Obviously, it doesn't help him. He was his number one receiver, but they have some good replacements. He's definitely still a top five guy for me. All right. Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, that's definitely fair. Especially with his legs. I mean, he just puts up so many points with his legs. That's hard to not have him there. Yeah. It's true. I mean, we're kind of wrong. Maybe we ranked Deshaun Watson a little low. But, I mean, the guys we ranked ahead of him – they all made sense. I mean, he's position rank Dak. six, Calvin, and where did we both rank him? Oh, position rank six. Perfect. I mean, he's been good ever since Bill O'Brien got fired, I guess. He's been a lot mm-hmm. better. I mean, yeah. once Adam Gase gets fired, all the Jets just trade for them. by low. Yeah, knows. I mean, Deshaun Watson hasn't had a fumble or an interception in the last six games. So, And the, the only reason I say when Adam Gase gets fired is because you can't trade for him and expect Adam Gase to be fired this season, shockingly enough. Because mm-hmm. the general manager – like. There's a, sometimes it's like the general manager is like, we have no plans to fire him at this time and then fire them at the end of the season. But you don't say he's part of the solution and then fire him at the end of the season. <laughs> I think Adam Gase comes back next year. After I predict he goes 0-16 and comes back and everyone goes insane. They need to fire their gener- general manager and their coach. That's just yeah, now, now the, the owner steps in. It's like, all right, you're both gone. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I well, that's actually what like... needs to happen. That's the crazy part right now. <laughs> Anyone that wants to keep Adam Gates deserves to go along with him. That's true. Yeah, I, I really don't understand. He went back to the primary play caller, and the Jets scored three points. I know. It's so – and then he claims that he never wasn't the primary play caller, but you can obviously see by watching the games that he that it wasn't him for a few games. And those Adam are the Gase games the where their offense – like, we can admit, they almost beat the Dolphins. They almost beat the Bills, I think. They actually looked like they had a pretty solid offense under mm-hmm. the new coordinator. Don't worry, guys. They're back to three points with Adam Gase. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- their offense wasn't exactly solid, but it did get going at times. I mean, the thing was, like, we saw a lot of people um, reaching out 
And then it was like uh, after Matt Patricia got fired and saying like good riddance, but like um, yeah. So with uh, the Detroit line, I'm tr- looking up for the basically back to Adam Gase, back to Adam Gase. Like I mean, because Matt Patricia is a bad coach, not as bad as Adam Gase, but he was a bad head coach, a good defensive coordinator, but a bad head coach. Although mm-hmm. his defense really wasn't that good. Okay, but yeah, a good defensive coordinator, bad head coach. I think that's safe to say. I'm looking up the 2008 Detroit Lions coach. Rod Martelli dropped from 7-9 to 0-16. He got fired after that year. But Gase wouldn't even be the first coach to stay back after an 0-16 season because Hugh Jackson did it after going 0-16. He wasn't – the Browns were just terrible. Like mm-hmm. the Jets the, – the Jets aren't like the worst team ever. Is Adam Gase the worst coach ever? I mean, not ever, but he's the worst coach to have a tenure like he's had. Let's. I'm going to look up worst NFL coaches ever. I mean, the thing is, there's some coaches that come in and they're just really bad. You know, like maybe they step in for a head coach that had been fired and they're an interim head coach or something. But like Adam Gates, how long has he been with them? Like two, three years? Um, I think so, yeah. He's just garbage and they keep on keeping him. It's so bad. I feel I actually feel bad for Sam Darnold. Like, like what do you do? Um, for Sam Darnold? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he could be a decent quarterback in the NFL with the right guy. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's not going to be anything great because we can see that he might be a little bit more of a system quarterback, <laughs> as we can tell. I mean, though um, it is very hard to. I'm looking uh, at the 50 worst NFL football. coaches in history on Bleacher Report. Number one is Rod. I said Rod Martelli, didn't I? I meant Rod Marinelli. Don't Detroit Lions fans, please don't reach out. Uh, so I guess he's the number one guy on Bleacher Report. Are we saying Adam Gase? I mean, we could be saying he dropped down from seven and nine to zero and sixteen. I don't know much enough about Rod Marinelli, but number three, did you? I don't know this guy existed. Dave Shula, yes, Don Shula's son, Dave Shula. <laughs> that sounds like a hiring. We're like, oh my gosh, guys, we're so smart. Don, Dave Shula, he comes from the Don Shula line. He's just going to yeah, be incredible. And the Dave report Shula's says, like, in a tragic case of name reputation obscuring the facts, that's the first part of the sentence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. All right, well, I need to research Rod Marinelli. Mm-hmm. Rod another Marinara show. sauce. Because his defense is like marinara sauce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Calvin. What do you do with Zeke after his bust game? He came back down to earth from his one, like, Zeke performance, which was 18.4, to get 2.4. You just got to, like, settle for Zeke as a solid or oh, as a solid RB2 for the rest of the season. He'll bounce back from this, but he's not an RB1 with Andy Dalton. It's not like yeah, Andy I mean, Dalton in the last, is the future. In the last six games, he's had one game above eight points, which was that big 18.4 game. But other than that, there's just been absolutely nothing. And it's not like he's – getting, like, a limited number of carries. It's just – now you've got uh, Zach Martin. I think he's out, right? Yeah, just uh, – that's a tough blow for their offensive line. Zeke, I mean, he's a he's a RB2. I'd agree with you here, Calvin, but nothing special. I mean, I don't – it's hard to trust a guy that's playing this poorly. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. Tough, tough situation for uh, Zeke owners because he should have been really good. Yeah. What is your – the value in the ranking order of Bucks wide receivers? They play Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit in the playoffs. I'd say they're all, um, I'd oh, I'd say oh man, I, I Evans, <laughs> Evans and Brown are back, solid wide receiver twos. Brown is Antonio Brown is a mid tier wide receiver two, but I I would say the order Brown is last. They're all close to the same, but is Evans or Godwin higher? 
I would say Evans because of his touchdown I, I, potential. I think Godwin is going to be the more consistent producer. I will say that. I think Evans is better, though. For and with a tougher games. matchup, I am definitely wanting to take Godwin because it really feels like Evans... Well, they, we don't have to worry about tough matchups. They have Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. Yeah, but with these really good matchups, Mike Evans is going to find the end zone a few times. And though Godwin has found the end zone a few times this year, I mean, Mike Evans is going to way out, outproduce him in the red zone, as he has the entire season. And though I think that Godwin is going to continue to pace the team in receptions, yards, and targets, it's going to be Mike Evans that ends up with the higher fantasy output. All right. Um, let's move on to starter sit. Starter sit. All right, starter sit number one. Cam Newton versus the Chargers. I'm sitting him because he's averaged something like 17.2 points per game this year, but he's QB 19. I mean, while he, I guess he did miss a game, Cam Newton, but I'm waiting and seeing because he's just been inconsistent. I mean, he's been pretty consistent before this. And actually, I mean, the Chargers matchup has been, has been good. Actually, I would start him. It's just barely, though. There's a ch- good chance you have better options, but I would he's barely a start for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here and say he's barely a start. There obviously are better options, and I'm, I'm guessing for a lot of people, you can honestly find better options on the waiver wire. I mean, there's just so many good players. You could even I, I wouldn't even mind someone starting Mitchell Drabisky over him facing Detroit. And then uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he continues to play, he's facing Cincinnati. He's definitely a start over uh, um, uh, uh, Cam Newton. And then you have some other guys with some pretty good matchups. Teddy Bridgewater is facing uh... – oh, wait, never mind. That was – he's on by. Don't start him. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater is facing nobody. You can go with – I honestly, this might be the best one. Kirk Cousins, he's on a lot of waiver wires, only rostered in 20% of the league. He's facing Jacksonville. I like him. So uh, those are just some guys that you can pick up on your waiver wire that might be better plays than Cam Newton. But uh, if you're in the I think Newton's league, especially start, Cam Newton is still is a solid start. I mean, or not, not a, a solid, no, 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 a back end start. Mm-hmm. I, I actually I'd downgrade it to a borderline. Okay, yeah, border that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like more of a borderline start. Melvin Gordon for me. He's a sit. He's been RB46 in points per game weeks 9 through 12. Yes, last week he played with a practice squad wide receiver as his quarterback. But he's just been so bad. He only had one good game, and that was because of touchdowns. And he rarely gets touchdowns. I can't depend on it. He's a sit for me. Yeah, I'm going to say he's a bat, a very low-end uh, flex play. That's Fairly because you have him on your fantasy but, team. Uh, just because he, he does have that top touchdown opportunity. He is the red zone guy, and he has had a uh, – He's had six touchdowns on the year, which isn't, like, anything to laugh at. But I don't think he's a, a guy that you want to be starting. And uh, I'm in a bit of a bind with Mike Davis and Christian McCaffrey, both on bye this week. And I'm not good on RB depth this year. So, looks like uh, I might be having to go with Melvin Gordon, which I'm very scared to do. Please, oh, please, tell me that Benny Snell plays. And, or that James Conner sits. Benny Snell is going to play, but James Conner sits. Yes, that would definitely affect James Conner sitting from the team. And, and guys, I'm, if you guys are following, Snell. the guy, the team that we need to lose from the beginning of the episode for Calvin and I basically to make the playoffs uh, has James Conner. So we're, for me, and I'm you have Benny Snell because I get Benny Snell. Calvin also wants James Conner to be out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, next guy i hate how that he's on this list because that means chris was right latavius murray but who knew uh, Taysom hill was going to take over that's what i'm saying who knew but i mean i even if Taysom hill had taken over i still would have railed against latavius murray who would have seen this coming at all um yeah i mean latavius murray is definitely a start for me this week. he's an rb2 
Against Atlanta? Yeah, I like it because he out-carried Alvin Gamara 19-11 to 11 last week. That's Well, Calvin, he's been doing it for so long. That's what I've been saying. People are, are scared. They don't want to realize that Latavius Murray is getting a lot of carries. Look at his carry numbers. Yeah, I mean, he, it's, it's true. 11, 8, 10, 9, 12, 19. Here, let me go to Alvin Kamara now. 14, 12, 9, 8, 13, 11. He's been either tied or better with Alvin Kamara pretty much every single week. So in that offense, he's definitely worth a play. And especially with Taysom Hill now, they're just feeding Latavius Murray the ball. And I don't know why that is, but I guess that's just their strategy. <laughs> so you didn't predict it then, I see. And uh, honestly, bold prediction. Latavius Murray, out, Murray uh, outscores Alvin Kamara. It's not I even like that it. bold. I like that he did at, He did last week. He had a really mm-hmm. good game, like 25 last week. Yeah. All right. Next. And guy. by the way, Calvin, didn't you uh, scoff at me ranking Latavius Murray so high? Yes, I already said I, we were right about Latavius Murray. Quiet. I said he was very good in the run game. Hmm. Uh, well, hmm. I didn't deny that he was a talented player. Right. Yeah. Maybe right. you should have ranked him higher. I mean, I even had him too low. He's been... Running back number 27. Trying to move on here. Crazy. And you're just like, ooh, TV's Well, you ranked him too low, too, Mr. Running back number 27. Well, you ranked him, like, way too low. Well, you ranked Darius Slayton too high. Let me so, look at what Darius so Slayton's position is, Calvin, just for you. Okay, sure. This is going to be funny. By the way, keep in mind that Sterling Shepard. Wide receiver number 41. Sterling Shepard was out for like half of the season. Did you hear that? Okay, well, let's see who got closer. I had him as wide receiver 48. You had him as wide receiver 33. I got one stop closer! Let's go! (laughs) Calvin, he also missed this week, though, without missing. Well, Sterling Shepard missed half the season. Look at his target share with Sterling Shepard actually playing. Well, you predicted this Julie Shepard injury. Well, whatever. I was right about Darius Slayton. It's okay. Well, it's it's not really as accurate because he missed a game, which kind of stinks. Well, we should look at points per game at the end of the season. But yeah, how does fantasy pros like grade their rankings? What? Because I feel like the other thing, though, Calvin, is when we were making our rankings, we were taking into account injury risk. So is it unfair for us to get rid of injuries now? Um... Okay. Is, I don't know why we're talking about this on the show. We need to discuss this. Yeah, the at the show. end of the season, maybe we can do. We'll do it based on total points, I guess. All yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe we can do. Maybe we can do both. I mean, honestly, it might be right. fun to do both. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Starter sit number four here, Giovanni Bernard versus the Dolphins. I'm sitting in because he's been RB forty nine in points per game weeks ten through twelve, and that's with Joe Burrow playing for one and a half of those games. About he's just disappointed me so much, and. I don't know. With this offense not moving, even against Miami, you can't start Giovanni Bernard with those terrible, terrible numbers. And even if he gets a touchdown, he's not going to be that great. So would you agree, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I just don't – I think you can play him as a flex. Like, with my kind of situation right now, I mean, I'm considering playing him at flex. This is the problem, guys. I If Benny Snell is the running back too, I'm not going to play him. Then I have the choice between Jacoby Myers and like someone and Jacoby Myers. Whoever and like, you can find. I, I would have the choice between Jacoby Myers yeah, and like heard. Jalen Rager. Jacoby Myers. Oh goodness. So <laughs> yeah, so in if you're in that situation, maybe you go ahead and start Giovanni Bernard. But uh 
bye weeks are killers, so I guess we shouldn't really be basing it off of that. But I think I'd say sit him just because of how poorly he's been playing. And he's just not getting enough action in the passing game right now, especially with Brandon Allen. He's just not experienced enough to be able to get through all of his options and then be able to find his checkdown option. Just too risky. Mm-hmm. Last starter sit before we move on to booms and busts, James White versus the Cardinals. And I'm going to start him because he scored double-digit points in each of the last two games. And, I mean, he wasn't that much involved in the passing game last game, but that's because Cam Newton got shut down. I expect him to bounce. Oh, and he, sorry, he's not playing Arizona. He's playing the Chargers. And, uh, I mean, I expect him to bounce back because the Chargers, pretty soft defense over there. I think James White should do pretty well. Would you start him too, Chris? Um... Oh, and also, tough. wait, did, did we get your – we got your answer on Giovanni Bernard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is actually a very, very tr- tough one for me, but uh, um, I think I'm going to have to go with barely a start because I don't know if the passing game is going to be able to be that great in this one. So I think they're going to have to look to – Well, I mean, them. against the Chargers, they have been pretty bad against the pass and the run. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. It it'll be a tough game, but I think he's barely he's, a start. I'm starting him this week, I think, if because Galladay just won't come back. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to booms and busts. Booms and busts. All right, well, let's start off with booms. My first guy is Darren Waller versus the Jets. He's going to bounce back this week. I had him as a boom last week against the Falcons, and for some reason he did not do very well. I guess the entire Raiders offense just stalled out that game. He should bounce back against the Jets for sure. I mean, Adam Gase. Oh, yeah. Taysom Hill versus the Falcons. He did really well. He was QB3 against the Falcons two weeks ago. Did well last week against the uh, the Broncos when they didn't even really pass that much. He'll probably pass mm-hmm. again against the Falcons and run it some. So I really like these guys' as booms. And then my busts. I've got Evan Ingram versus the Seahawks. They're the seventh toughest fantasy defense against tight ends and half PPR. Evan Ingram will probably missing, be missing Daniel Jones. And I mean, they would just, Colt McCoy, the backup, will want to go to wide receivers and run the ball. Or not run the ball. The Seahawks are pretty good against the run, but he'll want to go to the wide receivers more in the passing game because the Seahawks are terrible against wide receivers. My second bust is DeAndre Hopkins, who's still an easy start, but he's going to have to face off against Jalen Ramsey after being very inconsistent lately. Um, the Rams have been the best against fantasy wide receivers in half PPR. Like, they just have shut down guys time after time. So those two guys are my busts for this week. And uh, Chris, yeah. let's run through yours. Okay. Uh, I like starting with busts first. Uh Oh, well, you can start with booms. I just meant, I don't know. Hmm? You, you can start with booms if you want. No, I'll go with bus. Oh, no, you go with booms. Okay. I've got Dallas Cotter facing Green Bay. And guess what, guys? This is a big bust right here. And you want to know why? I bet you do. I don't know what I'm doing right now. But uh, Dallas Cotter, he's definitely a bust. I mean. Wait, I- wait, you're picking Dallas Cotter as a bust. Yeah, I just don't trust this offense enough at the moment. And uh, they're facing a Green Bay passing defense that actually has been pretty good. And now we have the good chance that Zach Ertz comes back. I just don't trust him to find the end zone this week. And I think that with Zach Ertz taking away from his yards, this is just going to bust territory for me. And then uh, my second one is J.D. McKissick. And he's been very good, but he busted last week. And that actually didn't even play into my decision. He's just facing Pittsburgh. They are going to absolutely shut him down. Unless you're a top back, it really seems like it's hard to get anything going versus Pitt. But, uh, I mean, their defense is just so good. I like McKissick, though. He's, he's uh, I think he's top four, maybe three in 
catches by running backs this year, but uh, you know he's he's a good back. Not in this matchup, the Steelers are gonna swallow him up. All right. Um, and then your booms, your first boom, it's pretty crazy. Like I I don't know if I agree. Like it's it's not like it's totally obvious or anything. Dalvin Cook. Versus Sorry. the Jaguars. Guys, maybe this is just a, a pick. Because he wasn't that good. I about my odds this week, but I need to win, and I have Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team. And so I made him a bo- boom because, I mean, I think he should boom, Calvin. You should agree with this, right? I mean, best running back in the league facing. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, obviously I agree. Best running back in the league facing one of the worst running defenses in the entire league. This seems like a 30 point game to me. I'm really counting on it being one because I need to win this week. So uh, I'm very much hoping he does well, and I think he has a good enough matchup to do that. So I'm excited to see what he does this week. I mean, I don't even know why this probably is. Sometimes I wonder if why I'm even doing this because this info probably is so unhelpful to you guys anyways because obviously you're going to start Dalvin Cook against Jacksonville. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. I mean, he wasn't that good. This was one of the more obvious ones, like – it just makes sure people aren't worried about their guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and then do- the other one is – this one is going to help you guys out. Jared Goff versus Arizona. I think that uh, Kyler Murray, he seemed to be struggling with a shoulder injury the last two games, but I think that this week is going to give him just enough time to get back to form, though he is facing the So making defense, it a pass-happy game, you mean? I think, yeah, this is going to be a pass-happy game, and I think that the uh, Cardinals are actually going to be able to jump out a little bit. I don't love your DeAndre Hopkins pick. I just feel like he's a really good – uh, guy to watch out for. And I think that with a healthy Kyler Murray, it's going to be a bit of a different thing for the Rams to have to cover the run game with that quarterback, the scrambling ability of Murray and a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. And so I think this is going to turn into a bit of a shootout. Arizona has not been great against the pass. And I think that Jared Goff just finds a way to put up 25, 30 points this week. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I like the I like that pick. That's a less obvious pick that I really like. All right. Anyway, let's move on to the credits. If you want to follow our podcast on Twitter, if you want to follow our podcast on Twitter, do so at SGF pod. Follow us at Calvin underscore SGF at Chris underscore SGF. Follow our live show at SG Sports Talk or go to SPORTSCASTR.com slash SG Sports Talk or download the Sportscaster app. Follow us at SG Sports Talk. Make sure to review us. Check us out on all major podcast platforms. This show, obviously. And if you want to download on all major platforms, that could be helpful for us. Review us on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. Email us at secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com with questions. Email our live show at secondgoalsportstalk at gmail.com with questions. You can also contact us on Twitter with questions. Go to news.sportscaster.com slash author slash Calvin KSGF. For some sports articles by me, you can follow, uh, go to at LB underscore sports talk on Twitter. Go to the website link in the description. And then you can see my fantasy football articles. Also post them on my Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, I, I was trying to run through the credits literally as fast as I could to see how fast I could go. <laughs> Sorry, you might have to slow it down to half speed. Did you say the email? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, sites.google.com slash view slash second goal fantasy mm. for preseason rankings and some articles, which I also put out on that site as well as the uh, LB underscore sports talk site. Luke Mount's yeah. talk. But I mean, I would recommend you check out his site because it's a lot cooler than ours. No offense uh-huh. to me. Yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. That was quick. We'll see you next time.